Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast. Before we get stuck into this week's episode, I have to give a massive shout out to our sponsors, Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Australia and New Zealand. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping. All you have to do is use the code WELLSHAVED at manscaped.com. All right, let's get stuck into it. Ooh, future Kieran coming at you from the future. I don't know why I'm a ghost. Um, just to let you know, in the discussion that you're about to hear about Uncharted Legacy Collection, I did a big fuck up and I misunderstood the fact that if you own one of the Uncharted games on PS4 that are in the package and you pay for the upgrade, apparently you get both. Um, so ignore any claims I make to the opposite. Uh, my criticisms still stand, but, um, situation is a little bit better than I initially thought. Sorry. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest and smoothest gaming podcast, thanks to Manscaped. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran Verbruge. Hello. Adam Ryan. Hello. Hello, Nathan Hennessy. Yeah, hello, mate. Hello, everyone. How With confidence are from Nathan. <laughs> we going this evening? Yep. Yep. Sums it yeah, up. Yeah, good. Thank- Doing well. It is Same hot as fuck Warm. in Melbourne. Warm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's it in Tassie about? 19? You'd be uh, feeling that? <laughs> nah, this old house for some reason retains all the heat of the day. So, and the, the air con's on the other side of the door. And obviously because we're recording, I've got to close it. Mm-hmm. So the window's open, but it's doing fuck all. So mm-hmm. I'm real warm. In my old house, we had a, we had an aircon unit in every room. It was amazing. Um, Jesus. Yeah. What were you paying in power? Holy fuck! Well, no, obviously we didn't. No, like they were each was a separate. Run them all at once. Unit. Screw it. See if you can. Um, see if you can yeah, draw like the power from all of your neighbors. For living in a share house, it was actually like incredible because nah, it, that, yes, because yeah. you didn't have like one person with like the aircon and everyone sweating balls. Yeah, that um, is a bit of a godsend, actually, isn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, it, di- it didn't work. For, it was like a brand new um, place and the aircon didn't work for like two years. It was broken um, and the owners were overseas and just refused to like really try and get it fixed. So we had like two summers where it was didn't work. Love anyway, that. Well, that. That story had a really sad twist, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, because basically, like long story short with that is they had an aircon brand, like a brand, I can't what, even know what was it? Medea, Medea, Medea. Anyway, they basically went went under here in Australia, and no one picked up like the warranty contract or something. So no one like, mm. ba- like basically like like no one wanted to touch it. Anyway, she was hot. That's a thing. But they finally got it fixed after a couple of years, and it was nice and cool. Then, all right, uh, let's get stuck straight 
into it. Uh, just a very, very quick uh, question. Has anyone done any manscaping in the, in the past week? Anyone gone back? My hair doesn't grow back that fast, mate. I was going to say, um, you know, I don't know, what, I don't know what I was going to say, actually. but Maybe not manscaping, but damn, you gotta got to get that moisturizer down there, though, don't you? Keep it smooth and gliding. Oh, I've been deodorizing my nuts on the frequent. Smelling so good, yeah, man. Yeah, nice. I haven't actually tried it yet. I might have to... Uh, oh, I mean, I can't quite get, get down there and smell it, but I'm told it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just, gonna, just a quick little shout out. I actually went to... I didn't want to throw away all the all the, the packaging. So for the listeners, um, we were each provided with a package. I think I, think I might have mentioned that last week. They had a bunch of stuff in it, some bolt deodorant and the shaver a t-shirt and some underpants and i actually went to throw the box out and anna was like oh i'm just gonna have a look through the box just make sure that you haven't missed anything that little bag man i like i was gonna throw it out because i didn't even realize it was there that that, that bag is awesome it's, um, it's a neat little yeah. bag ah, that would have been a shame it's yeah it is a good old time it is a good bag but uh yeah so if you're just if if you are wondering uh what that package is it's called the performance package online no it's actually not i lied to you it is called the Perfect Package 4.0, uh, and it includes yeah uh, some underpants. I thought I had the rights to that name. Uh, <laughs> uh, ball toner, ball deodorant. Thank you, Karen. Um, yeah, the Manscaped shaver. It is currently forty four percent off at ninety nine ninety nine. You can save a further twenty percent off with Well Shave. But let's get straight into the video game talk. Uh, what have we all? Has anyone played anything? I know we're all playing the same thing. I think only Kieran might have something that he can talk about. Has anyone dabbled in anything at all over the past week that you can talk about? Nathan's shaking his head, uh, nodding his head, sorry. Decided to, uh, as the year started and we've had a talk about what kind of games we're looking forward to this year, in our last podcast, I'm still dwelling on Stalker. So I reinstalled Stalker Clear Sky and gave that a little bit of a razz, and that's a hard-as-nuts game. So I kind of put that on ice and went to Metro Exodus, it's a game that I've not really given much of a minute. So I got well into that. I've probably yeah. stuck in maybe eight hours of that in the past week. Sick. That's quite a game. Yeah. That's really neat. Like, I, I, I've fiddled with it a couple of times in the past, and I didn't quite get into it. But once you dive in, like, with both feet, that's really immersive. That's such an atmospheric experience. Mm. Loving it. Have you played the first... You've played the first two, Yeah. Yes, and I really, I, I'm in the camp that thought they are underrated. So I'm a bit biased. Yeah. I'm, I'm a really big stan. I really, really like the first two. The third one lost me a little bit, a little bit. Um, some of the cool things like how currency is bullets, I thought that was a really cool mechanic. Um, and you lose that. You lose that in the third one. Uh, you feel it. And I just like that tighter underground sort of playthrough, but I guess... There's only so many times that, that you can do it. So um, it, it's definitely not bad, but I definitely prefer the more claustrophobic. Uh, and who reviewed it for Well Played? Was it you? Ah, it was uh, a guy named Kieran, uh, but the one that's me. The one that's you? <laughs> the one that's me. <laughs> what did you give it? Uh, what did I give it, Zach? Was it an 8? 8. 8.5? <laughs> well, I, I thought you might give it an, yeah, 8.5 or a 9, I want to say. Maybe it wasn't a ah, 9. Yeah, no, it was quite high. Yeah. yeah I really I, enjoyed I it. I definitely feel that. There's only a few points that detract from it, but I agree with what Zach said. It's a few of those immersive features that are lost that yeah. kind of bum me out a bit. I think yeah, from like memory, I did, I, it, Kieran, it was the audio was one of your things. 
Wasn't the audio really poorly recorded in some parts? The audio was all over the place. The mix was all oh, over the place. Yeah, there you go. I've, I, the, the audio for what I've been... I'm playing the enhanced edition on PC where all the lighting is ray traced. I mean, it's they phenomenal. might have updated a lot of the like the sound mix for that potentially. The, but The was, sound mix is incredible. There is one point where some of the dialogue comes through staticky, but I thought that was just a software issue rather than the sound mixing. But the actual sound of like firing bullets out in the open landscape... I've, it's almost unmatched outside of Battlefield. Interesting. The actual like ballistic sounds and stuff is really cool. Yeah, I wish I could remember what I what I said, but it pretty much echoes what you guys are saying. Like the hallmarks of those first two games, like you miss them, but what they've like you know, what they've set out to achieve with the third one, they've kind of like they definitely nailed that. So really like it. Yeah. I'm just going through the website now. No, I'm not. It's actually not here because the some um, old format. Yeah. Let's have a look. Let's see if I can find it on the old one. Um, but, but yeah, does anyone else want to jump in while I'm doing that? I've got Deep Rock Galactic. Fuck, I've been smashing 8. more 5. of that game. There you go. 8.5. What was that, say? 8.5. 8.5. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Tell us about Deep Rock, though. Come on, Adam. Um... I'm now obsessed with both rock and stone. Uh, rock and stone. <laughs> the, the fact that there's a dedicated button just to scream that out just makes me smile. And all the little eccentricities of that game have just kept me coming back. Like the fact that you can kick barrels around for no reason. You can drink ale for no reason. And yeah, it's just, it's packed with charm, which a lot of like co-op and multiplayer games aren't. So even though the missions are fairly the same at least in the in the beginning we haven't unlocked a whole bunch of stuff as a as a squad i just yeah i keep wanting to go back to that rather than other multiplayer games i've done a little bit of apex in in between but yeah deep rock is definitely the the one that we're we're stuck on at the moment i'd just like to quickly butt in uh, with regards to other multiplayer games just a question for the other three here have any of you actually gone back to rainbow six extraction since we last spoke of it Nope. I, I need a solid break. I, I plan yeah. on going back because yeah, I have another would. mate that wants to um <laughs> that wants to play it on Game Pass. Um, but yeah, I, I think I need a little bit of a break from that for now. Because I, I I've realised, as soon as I realise I've got no friends that are interested in it, I'm not going back to that game. <laughs> yeah, nah. pretty much. Yeah. You, you definitely have to check out the Maelstrom, Maelstrom Protocol, Maelstorm, mm-hmm. what it's called. Because um, that's, that's good. That's good. Hard as balls. It is really, really hard. Oh, so, you've, so you've tried it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, I, I, I've, I've given it a go, and it is real punishing. But it definitely feels like the the best the game has to offer. I'll mm. agree with that for sure. Nice, nice. Uh, any other games, Adam? Or is that that's it? No, nah, that's about it for me that I can talk about this week. Um, but Nathan, playing as much Deep Rock as I have, it has me a little bit intrigued as to what the board game adaptation will be like. I know. How would they do that? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I've only really, prior to it going on PS Plus, I've only dabbled here and there with it and kind of, I, I ducked in a year or so ago and was, I didn't have, pass. yeah, and I didn't have friends that were playing it at the time. And I was like, eh, look, I'll, I'll just pass on this. But now that I've really gotten into it, it, it's it's a concept that I can see working for a board game, but it's also one that I can see tanking really badly. So I'm keen to see 
where they go with it. I'm very intrigued. Me too, me too. But yeah, nice. that's it for me for this week. Nice. Uh, I spent... So I'm playing through a review game uh, as we, all four of us are playing at the moment, which we can discuss next week. But I actually spent a couple of hours today uh, playing through the first two chapters of a Australian game, which is called Misk a Tiny Tale Adventure, a Tiny Tale Adventure. Misk a Tiny Tale from uh, Tinyware Games in Perth. So they will be our first Made in Australia uh, coverage this year. Uh, next month, I be- hope, if I can line it all up. So yeah, I played through a couple of chapters of that, and it's basically... It's actually pretty impressive for for what it actually, for what it is. It's not probably my style of game. It's like a little platformer kind of thing. So there's definitely like some Spyro DNA and stuff in there. So you play as uh, a little robot called Buddy, uh, and he and his mate uh, Bag Boy. Uh, they're like two little tiny robots. Um, they're made up of. They're like made up of miscellaneous items um and it's like a little adventure that you journey through this garden um it's 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 definitely pretty cool like the visuals are pretty neat gameplay is probably it's basic it's basic you essentially walk around these little levels finding these cogs um interacting with some characters in in the world that are like other random things like there was a uh, like a metal bird that you had to like find wings for um yeah just little uh, characters like that and yeah progress to the next level so i only played the first two chapters pretty cool i think it's coming to switch and pc let me just double check that yes switch and pc later this year um but no it's definitely pretty it's pretty cool it's pretty neat so far Nice. Um, it looks like it'll scratch the itch for those kind of like old school Nintendo like collectathons. Yeah, so I'm sure that it'll it'll definitely have an audience. I reckon it definitely looks like it's um, it's it'd be a good fit for the Switch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Kieran, you've Sick. been reviewing the PS5 port of Uncharted Legacy of Thieves. Is that what it's called? No. Yes, I've been, not playing, not not I've been playing the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. Oh, fuck. Which <laughs> is the combined PS5 remasters of Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and Uncharted Lost Legacy. Um, I mainly have been focusing in, in kind of like in playing it and, and figuring out what I'm going to write about it. I've mainly just been focusing on the actual... Uh, like port slash remaster side of things and not the quality of the games themselves because we already have reviews for those up on the website or we did at one point in the past. Um, and, it's still there, you know, but many... I think the scores and that aren't visible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, I, I assume most of us have played one or both of them um, and as most people who own a PlayStation would have. Um, so it's been interesting because uh, they are fairly basic remasters. Um, the long and short of the differences between the PS4 and PS5 versions comes down to either resolution or performance in a few of the classic PS5 features like DualSense support and 3D audio. So there's not really much in the way of um, actual upgrades. 
Um, the visuals are pretty much identical. Um, I did a little bit of research as soon as I uh, started playing them and loaded up, you know, similar chapters on both games and took screenshots in photo mode and compared them. And aside from being a little bit clearer on the PS5 side, even in the performance mode, which is 60 frames per second, I think 1440p, um, they look exactly the same. So it's an interesting one. Um, the, the stuff they've added in terms of like the DualSense support is really, really cool. A lot of the games, uh, both games set pieces are some of obviously the best kind of action adventure set pieces that we've seen in video games. So they're really heightened by um, 3D audio and, and, you know, that kind of really intense rebel support and stuff. But um, yeah, it's... In, <sighs> They're good games, but as a as a package, as a remaster package, especially since Sony doesn't let you buy the games individually anymore, um, it kind of feels like a bit of a weird, weird move. Um, and as <laughs> as has been pointed out in the um, in the chat in our little Discord here, it's seventy nine bucks for that's both. A very yeah, that's really expensive for yeah. a fucking ticket to the Uncharted movie. Um, it's <laughs> well, you do get that. You do get a free. Uh, you have to go to Village Cinemas, though. I'm pretty sure. So I don't I, know how some of us about that. That's the only option we have. So maybe just ease up a little bit. Um, but we've got three of them. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, it's like considering that you can get Uncharted Four for free if you own a PS5 and have a PlayStation Plus subscription. Um, and considering the fact that if you, even if you have that and you pay, I think there's like a 15 or $20 upgrade to actually upgrade the game to the PS5 versions. Um, if you say have Uncharted 4 that you got for free with PS plus or whatever it is, uh, or you have it digitally from like past and you pay to upgrade it and you, and you think, Oh, I want to, I want to get lost legacy as well. Um, you've got to buy the package. There's just no way to get lost legacy without this $79, combo pack so uh, i'm trying to like trying to review and like you know enjoy the games which i i still think like hold up really well like they look amazing Mm. um and they still play like fairly well and the you know they're still quite captivating in that like blockbuster entertainment kind of way but just the whole thing the whole time i'm just thinking like why isn't this an update like god of war was an update like horizon was an update like yeah there's those couple little extra ps5 exclusive features but really the biggest impact is the frame rate in the performance mode at 60 FPS. And that could have been an update. So it's a, it's an interesting one. They're really, really good games. And if you haven't played them, definitely pick it up. If you have a PS five and play them because they're good and it's the best I've ever looked, but it's not that different. So yeah, Yeah, that's wild. I actually didn't even realize that this was a package on the PS4 until recently. Yeah, so they, like, I, I can't remember how long ago it was, but they stopped selling them individually and, and turned them into a package in anticipation of releasing right. the PS5 version of that package. Yeah, right. And um, um, so it's just been confirmed in our chat here that you can't, you actually can't update from the PS Plus versions. Oh, okay, cool. Well, there you go. Which, so... Uh, so, my, I mean, my only question for you, Kieran, being yeah, that I'm sure... Do you sure have a question? I have a single question. So, if you already own Uncharted 4, which mm-hmm. it seemingly the vast majority of people who own a PlayStation would, whether they yeah. have it downloaded or not, they have the right to download it whenever they wish. Yeah. Is there, is there enough of an incentive to even think about going out to 
either purchase this pack or try to grab a, a cheap physical copy of Uncharted 4 and then do the $10 upgrade? Or are you better to just play the game because it already looks and runs pretty well as is? Like, if I was... Like, if, if you haven't played them before or, like, you're that desperate to replay them, it's definitely still the best way to play them because the 60 FPS mm-hmm. mode, like, it looks great. Um, and because Naughty Dog's animation work is so good and because their, you know, visual effects work and their set piece stuff is so good, um, it heightens all of those things that are already really good about those games that already stand out about those games. So it's not as though there's not, like, something there worth checking out, but yeah at the same time like if you do that again you've got to rebuy it if you want if you if you then have a taste for uncharted and you want to go on on to lost legacy you've got to you know either track down a cheap copy of that and upgrade it or Mm. you know yeah pay for the games again and like in my opinion lost legacy is I, i much prefer that to uncharted 4 as well so don't you give me that face nathan For um, <laughs> just for the sexist for the record, we Nathan confirmed sexist. We um, <laughs> we gave both games. I don't like it. Both the main characters don't have doodles. <laughs> wow. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, um, sorry. I know you were trying to talk, but I was calling out Nathan as bigotry. Um, we gave both <laughs> eight eight out of ten. So there you go. Yeah, I feel like that's like. I don't think I wouldn't go calling them masterpieces or classics of a generation like some people would consider them, like which is Adam. fine. Like, <laughs> um, all right, all right, mate. We fucking know. They, I know. They they are good, and you know they are a visual spectacle and an auditory spectacle, and those two things are heightened in this remaster. So that's like that's a good thing, but it's the just so hard to get away from that cool. whole like the delivery method. Yeah, yeah. in this economy. <laughs> Exactly. Do, Why do you think like, maybe they they should have just handballed you the original trilogy as well, just like the PS4 version of that? Because fuck it, like what's the, what's the point in not giving that to you as part of the package? So then, even if you did want to go back so and play like five, one, yeah. two, and three, yeah. Oh, the other thing that will rile some people up is that uh, instead of each game having its own platinum trophy, there's only one platinum, <coughs> but there's nah. two trophy lists. So both nah. games retain their original trophy lists, but what? to get the platinum what? in Uncharted 4, you have to complete the trophy list in Lost Legacy as well. Fuck nah, that. Nah, that's a stitch up. That's terrible. Nah. Get in the bin. Sorry, 6 out of 10. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I hate to like badmouth it because I feel like but see, Sony fanboys th- are going to come down my throat. I, like, I th- <laughs> <laughs> what? I think if you You're make it jump down, <laughs> I think if you make it known that you are reviewing not the actual content of, as in well, the yeah. games that themselves, but the the port itself and the value that you get out of that. Wow. Okay. Um, Got real hot in here. It is. Like it was. It was already, but now it's just. Whew. All right. Um, Jorts. Even hotter. My jorts are off now, mate. They're gone. <laughs> All right, so we discussed our most anticipated games last week. Uh, we'll just we'll quickly burn through this just so we're not, uh, you know, not rehashing what we said. Uh, so does anyone 
Uh, Adam, fire away with what, what games you're keen for next month. Dying Light 2. Very much enjoyed the, the combat and the traversal of the first one. So keen to jump into the second. Uh, Elden Ring. I'm not as keen as I feel like everyone else at Well Played might be. Um, but I'm going to play it nonetheless. And it'll probably prove it'll make me look like an idiot because the game will be exceptional. Uh, Sifu well, you, is... You've got, um, you've got Nathan on hand. So if you need him to, to jump in... <laughs> I was going to say it. I was like, nah, that, that one's cooked. That, that joke's played out. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, can, you can both fully fuck yourself. Um, Sifu is probably the game I'm most excited for in February because that game looks right up my alley. Uh, a Memoir Blue, which is a game that Kieran probably hasn't heard about uh, that looks beautiful. Uh, the Evil Dead, the game, is supposed to come out in February. It won't, but if it does, I'll play it. And Rumble Versus because I'm an idiot. That's it. Oh, is that in February? It is. As nice. if you won't give that a try, Kieran. I will. I totally will. My man. Nice one. Uh, Nathan, what do you got? I think we're all going to have a bit of crossover here, mm. so I'll quickly breeze through the crossovers. I'm going to play Adam's copy of Elden Ring. I see that, it. I see it. Yep. I feel so it. So there's that. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. He, he's absolutely spat bang on. Well, it's cop, isn't um, it? So you can just carry him if you need to. Oh, fuck. <laughs> He's copy of mine. Lean on me. <laughs> There's truth in uh, that, and that's what hurts. You can carry me. All right. I, I'm, I'm just here for you both, all right? So Aww. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, of course, there will be Dying Light too. I, I think, I'm not sure, but I think maybe all four of us have a bit of an interest in that. Horizon Forbidden West, of course. And the, I guess the two, or rather, I've got three here that are probably a little bit out of the crossover. Monarch is a JRPG on the way. Um, I think a creative director from the Persona series might have helmed this one. I'm not too familiar with it, but it looks pretty all right. Pretty stylish. We've got Lost Ark, which I think is a Korean free-to-play action RPG MMO, sort of in the vein of uh, Diablo. Um, Kind of... It's been a while since I've had an isometric action RPG, so I'm actually really hankering for that right now. And then lastly, it's going to be Destiny 2 The Witch Queen. I've been out of Destiny 2 for probably about a year now, but every single time Destiny releases an expansion, I go all out, I buy all of the season passes and stuff, I play it for about two weeks or until I finish the main story content and I'm waiting for more. Don't bother with the end game and just wait a year for the next lot of content. Um, if you're in a Destiny 2 clan, hit me up, please. I'm, I'm, I'm a lonely soul. New monarchy. Get me in. I know that they don't do that anymore, but still. Do you have to buy the base game again with this? Because I know that that's how they did it with Activision, so... No, no, you don't need to buy... Because the, the base, the base game's game is free. free to play. Right, okay, right. But one thing I will quickly mention, um, and don't quote me on this, but I believe there have, they have paywalled some dungeons. So it used to be that you could just buy the lowest price of the expansion without any of the extra bells and whistles of the digital deluxe shit and the season passes. But now in order to access the dungeons, you actually need to get uh, various other like microtransaction shit in order to unlock them. So you're not actually getting as much content as you typically would theoretically, no. out of the expansion. Now, that might be false. There might actually be a shit ton of content outside of the dungeons, but we've always been used to having dungeons as a standard with Destiny, so I think that's going to rub a few people the wrong way, but 
Um, as, as someone that's been long-term invested in Destiny since day one and has always been optimistic, this looks really promising as a new chapter, particularly as a return to what I think was the height of the series with the Taken King. This seems to be following in that with the story particularly playing off of that, and that was a few years ago. So we'll wait and see. Nice, nice. Uh, I have probably the game I'm keen for most would be uh, Martha or Marta is Dead, which is the, the psychological horror game from Italian developers, something or rather. I can't remember what their... That's definitely not their name, but... Uh, LK, uh, yeah, LKA, which I don't know if that stands for anything, but yeah. Uh, I played the, the demo, and that looked, and that looked uh, pretty cool. Coming out 24th of Feb, and then, yeah, your Dying Light 2s. A little bit keen for Crossfire X, which is the Remedy... Uh, first person shooter I think it's first person shooter to see what that's like could be I don't mind Remedy but that could be bum you know not too sure yet but we'll find out in a couple of weeks Destiny 2 maybe did play Destiny back in the day but um, time Horizon for Forbidden West maybe uh, if I can get through the first one uh, Elden Ring I'm actually a little bit keen I've always been interested in in uh, from software's worlds and whatnot, but uh, the games just kicked my ass. So, but this one looks like it might be a little bit more accessible. So, might give that a crack. And that is it for me. And a memoir blue. Sorry, just the other one. Kieran, what do you got for us? Uh, obviously, the game I'm most excited for is the Switch version of Sherlock Holmes: Crimes and Punishments, which comes out <laughs> February third. I know. Um, <laughs> No, I, save uh, I am super keen for the Life is Strange remastered collection because um, that looks like an actual remaster, unlike recent conversations um, where they've updated like it's basically like a new engine and new animations and models and stuff. So I'm pretty keen to see how that pans out. Um, Ollie Ollie World as well, I don't think has been mentioned, um, but... Uh, I've heard nothing but good things from people that have previewed it so far. I think we've got a preview up on Well Played, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Mark did um, one. Yeah, loved um, it. But then, I mean, the rest is kind of like yeah, more crossover. So, Sifu, um, Elden Ring is probably going to be the first From Software game I invest actual time in because the like, the network preview was fucking sick. Did you play um, Sekiro? I played. I played a, f- a little bit of a chunk of Sekiro, and I, I, I will go back to it. Um, no. I won't. Uh, I won't tell you in what capacity I'm going to go back to that, or why I'm going to go back to it this year in particular. Um, but uh, yeah, keen for keen for Elden Ring. Um, keen for a game called Eglia Rebirth, which is coming to the Switch, um, which is like a cool, like hand-drawn strategy RPG thing. Hang on, what? Uh, yeah, E double G L I A Rebirth. Check it out. Um, I think I need to. Horizon Forbidden West is an obvious one. Um, I would be keen for a Memoir Blue if that was coming out in February and not March twenty fourth. Um, that's Fuck it. Fuck you, Adam. You set me up, Adam. I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, Kieran Eglia Rebirth looks mad. I've, I've seen a like little that. bit of this on Twitter. It looks like, correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like one of the Mana games? Yeah. Legend? Uh, Tiny bit? Yeah, I think it has some ties to that um, from a, ta- a talent 
perspective, potentially. Yum, 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 yum. No, I'll take that. Thank um, you. And uh, Atelier Sophie too, because I have oh, a weird little course. soft spot for those games. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good man. So, again, I forgot it while we are talking, but I did mention it in our Slack just before. Uh, a game that Kieran and I played at PAX in 2020? 2019. When was that? When did we play it? Uh, is Kung Fu Kickball. Oh, yeah. That is coming out. Uh, all right. That is coming out on February the 10th, I think. Yeah, so February the 10th. Uh, Kung Fu Kickball comes to uh, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Switch, uh, and obviously PS4 and Xbox One uh, and PC and Mac in, in full. I think it's only in early access at the moment mm. on those platforms. Um, but yeah, so all four of us should, should definitely get around that. It's very fun. Very fun. I think we tried to play it on PC, but it just the online multiplayer stunk, I think, from, from memories. Yeah, at the time, it was a bit rough. Yeah. Very nice. Good one. Cool. Um, okay. Well, shall we get stuck straight into the big juicy topic, which we'll talk about it probably a bit, but we won't try and go into it because it is slightly old news now because Phil fucking fucked us over. But basically, the night after recording, no, the, the morning after we recorded last week's episode, uh... Microsoft announced that they were buying Activision Blizzard um, for nearly a hundred million Australian billion. dollars. Hundred billion. So what did, what did I say? Hundred million. Fucking yeah. bargain, mate. Picked them up for pocket a pocket change, fucking, mate. Fucking song. Hundo uh, Billy. Uh, I would have billion, bought it for that. Uh, I think it was like ninety-six point something Australian billion dollars is like the official number, but that's a lot of money. Mm. Um. That's a lot of passion. That is a lot. <laughs> a lot of pictures of monkeys. So, what? Um, all right. So, when you woke up, when all four of us woke up, what was you like? What were your first thoughts? Like, oh, sorry, <laughs> didn't listen to the rest of my question. <laughs> I was just, I was just going to sleep as I saw it. Right. Like I was just having that pre pre doze Twitter scroll that you know us dirty folks might do with bad sleep hygiene, and saw it. I was like. Fuck! I need to go to sleep. <laughs> like, what kind of news to see at like two a.m. in the morning? Holy shit! That's the perfect way to to get that news and to then just fucking pass out is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, take me to dreamland, baby. I have a, I have a habit of waking up at like the time I meant to wake up and and checking my phone and then going back to sleep for another like half an hour. Uh, so I I woke up and bleary eyed like looked at my phone and I was like that's dumb and like put my phone down. <laughs> thinking i'd seen like satire or something you know and then woke up later and i was like oh shit no that's like that's a thing legit that's legit yeah i mean i wasn't quite the same but i was i first saw it and i was like that can't be real and then i started seeing like proper outlets i posted about it and i was like fuck me phil you dirty little man um (laughs) just i could just even now like i still kind of can't believe it um, I'm looking forward to him investing in Well Played. Chuck us a Billy, bro. Yeah, mate. Jesus. <laughs> just got him lying around. We just need a sex scandal. Yeah. Um, Pay for my silence. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, all right. So, all right. <laughs> you got it straight after that. <laughs> right, okay. uh, I won't read the actual statement, but basically he just says, you know, the usual PR sort of spin, you know, excited to bring them on board, going to bring all their games to Game Pass or as many as possible, um, looking forward to changing the culture or, or something like that. Um, improving or something. It, where is it? As a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio cultures. We also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. And it carries on there. So, look, if there's one, probably the biggest positive to come out of this, is pro- it's probably this, is that Bobby Kotick can, eventually, can finally fuck off. Um so it looks like he will stay on board until the deal closes in 2023 or before the close of the financial year in 2023, I think it is. Um, but um, yeah, so until then, he's he's there, but at least we, it sounds like he's he'll be done after that because it sort of says in, in that press release that uh, everyone sort of in, you know, at, at those studios will report to... Um, Big Phil as CEO. Um, yeah, so this, yeah, so it's, it's definitely good news. Well, hopefully, good news that uh, this will change the culture and it'll improve working con- conditions and um, you know employee treatment and especially uh, with the lawsuit um, employees that are female or you know um, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of now. Someone help me out. What's the other word that they're talking about? Marginalized, uh, I think was the word. Um, employee. So Xbox has probably got a, a pretty good culture, I would say. So um, I think this is probably the the best thing to come from this. I think there's lots of negatives, but we'll we'll talk about those. Uh, anyone else got any other quick thoughts that they want to? I think if we're if we're wanting to touch on positives before we dip into the the many negatives that are attached to it, um, your friend and mine, Phil, also discussed that he was interested in bringing back mm. some IPs that they have in the basement that are probably just filthy with cobwebs, um, along with a few plastic uh, instruments, no doubt. Um, so yeah, I mean, so I was going to talk about that. I just wanted to maybe get your thoughts on like the culture side of things, and because obviously Activision's and Blizzard have both got their own sort of legal battles at the moment. Um, so before we touch on like games and mm, that, just mm-hmm. like the 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 human side of it, um, and what the pros I, are there. I'm like I probably like I don't maybe there's information on this out there, but I like one thing that I keep thinking about is like, do we know that Xbox's culture and leadership is better or doesn't uh, have its own issues that just haven't come to light or like, cause obviously Activision say, Blizzard would, is very public, but I'd, I'd say it's perceived to be better. I mean, surely it can't be as bad as I know a lot of the Activision. studios that they've bought have good culture, um, but I don't know about, you know, their actual leadership and structure. Like I don't know enough about yeah. it to really go, Oh, this means that everything is going to be good. Yeah, I think that's quite a bit of optimism on our part. I think yeah. it's improved. Well, I said like it's I hope so. improve is what I said it should improve. Um, yeah, well, I don't think getting, getting Kodak out of there is a big step. 
yeah in in any but it sounds like like from what you read and i haven't done much in-depth reading into it but it does sound like that they have a relatively decent culture like i'm sure when um you know when like push comes to shove in certain instances you know there's yeah big phil puts the foot down and you know like they yeah i don't know they have that air of like good guy xbox but i just like i don't know but is that yeah uh, is that um how do i phrase this question is is that you believing that all games industry leadership is bad so therefore no i'm just like because there hasn't really been that many stories like we've you know we've heard of like you know naughty dog and all that sort of stuff and like a bunch of people but we haven't really heard many stories out of xbox there was that one about three uh three four three and like the halo um development but that's apart from that yeah i just like i just uh, yeah no i feel weird about just assuming that it's going to be different or that you know the grass is green on the other side without knowing for sure like I've, i feel like everyone's just kind of jumped onto that because um, i would say th- i i would if i if i was phil i think this is a very very good opportunity to get some pr spin you know get a good public well, that's, response yeah. <laughs> and like that's you know that's bad to do it for that you know but um I, I even just think- yeah just just that whole just the whole good guy like xbox image that they've cultivated and even just like when you're talking about acquisitions like mm. i feel like when they started out acquiring all these studios it was like super cool and everyone was like oh yeah this is awesome because they're acquiring all these studios that were small like kind of smaller but they were really talented developers they had you know uh the, all this potential and it was like oh yeah cool xbox is buying them up and they're giving them you know this backing that's huge and they're giving them this platform that's huge and people like uh, Ninja Theory and Obsidian and stuff that are like, oh yeah, like they're going to be on the public stage and they're going to have access to Game Pass. They're going to have all this cool stuff. Um, And then they started buying publishers and it's like, Mm. oh, okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh Yeah. Cause that's, I just, yeah. No, look, look, I, I do, I share a lot of your concerns and, and uh, thoughts, but I I mean, like, I think that there's, it can only, it, it can only can improve and it should improve like it shouldn't be yeah. where it is now like it's oh it's, um, yeah absolutely. and i think phil's a decent enough he he would know that i think that um you know they've got two very very public lawsuits or you know yeah. legal battles that yeah um and i'm yeah fortunately like, like you know they might see this as an opportunity to you know get some good spin um absolutely and that's still that's still a better outcome yeah than nothing like even if they're doing it for the wrong reasons, if they're yeah. changing the culture, that's still going to be a good yeah. thing at the end of the day. But you know, like if if six months after they buy, well, you know, it goes through, and you know, people at Raven or wherever start tweeting out, oh, you know, oh, it's so much better now. You know, that that just just makes them look better. So, um, all right. So the gaming side of things, uh, the other positives, yes, the field did say he wants to dive back in some old ips and uh, bring some back so adam you've got a little list here of all the ips that activision slash blizzard own but i yeah okay cool so we've got blur which i've never fucking heard of though no idea what that is it's a um, racing game me? man get the oh, fuck out maybe i do okay i am not a good start everyone hated that 
Oh wow! <laughs> that instant, instant anger from, yeah, let me, let from me everyone else here. Oh yeah, sorry. Yes, oh yes. god, a rise yes. out of me, sorry. boy. Yeah. I've now seen the cover. And Nathan just have, just about jumped out of his fucking Fuck seat. Hell. Jordan, can, you, can we just cut back to the to the start? Uh, so you got Blur, you got Call of Duty. What's that one? No, uh, Candy Crush, Crash Bandicoot, Diablo, DJ Hero, Guitar Hero, Gun. That's the pirate cover one, isn't it? Question mark people it's the pirate, pirate. No, uh, it's, no 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 gun was more man. like red dead bro yeah it was cowboys it was, man. A, it was an action game yeah, it is it's got a fucking skull on the front that's the game i'm thinking of oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Skull, yeah. Skulls, skulls are exclusively pirates yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're off to a bad fucking start hey, here, mate. at least i knew that one but i've not played it jolly jackson i've not played it but i know of the, the uh another <laughs> cover hearthstone here is the storm hexen shout outs King's Quest, Overwatch, Prototype, Singularity, Skylander, Soldier of Fortune, Space Quest, Spyro the Dragon, Starcraft, Tenchu, Time Shift, which is which was a pretty cool game. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, True. Of course, Crime, you liked it. Yeah. How dare you? World of Warcraft and Zork. Um, not an extent, not a, a complete list, obviously. But can, can I chuck in them. one extra? Sure. Sekiro. Sekiro. They don't own it. Well, no, they don't own that. Nah. Really? Nah, yeah. From, I know from, that from, from but has the rights to that still. From software. Own it. They, they do. Yeah. Oh. Because I know Acti published it. She yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I just want more Sekiro. Um, <laughs> Maybe Microsoft exclusive. Maybe they can find the next one. So just off just off that list, uh, which of those that aren't, that are dead, would you like to bring back? Hexen Prototype, would be the please. one for me. What was that? You want one from each of us? Yeah. Just quickly. Don't even think of it. Tenshu. Tenshu. Nice choice. Sorry, Adam, what'd you say? Uh, I got instant head shaking from Kieran, but I, prototype. Uh, I, no, 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 no. It was like the... No, I said quickly, the, let's just, I don't need to know why. Um, <laughs> Kieran, you got Tenchu as well? Uh, Tenchu's a really good choice. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's dead, but I want to see a new Spyro game. Like we got a new Crash Bandicoot game. Right. Um, and I would like to see... A, a, another studio under the Xbox banner handle that. I don't know who, but now that they have it, they should use it. Nice. So yeah, so Phil said that they're going to try and bring as many games of the uh, of of Activision and Blizzard games to Game Pass, which which another good thing is that ga- the the value of Game Pass will be even greater. Um, so other little quick things before we go probably into the the deeper discussion is that there's a report i can't remember who wrote it but essentially and i could be wrong so not the actual info but the the timeline i can't remember if it's after microsoft approached activision or if it was before but uh there's reports that kodik and was shopping activision to like facebook and people like like that um i don't recall if it was before or after microsoft approached them but that was um look you know if any of uh, Microsoft or Facebook are going to buy them. I'm probably glad it was, it was Microsoft. Um, and there's there's been so the biggest question to come out of this is obviously what happens moving forward with games like Call of Duty. So I don't think any of us, maybe apart from Nathan, really plays Call of Duty that much. Adam's not giving me anything, so I'm going to take that as a no. Sounds accurate. Um, mm, occasional, but yeah, not often. So it's, yeah, so I mean. It's one of, if not the biggest franchises, 
in the world, you know, it sells like hotcakes, especially on PlayStation. So, you know, they've got that marketing deal. So, you know, what was going to happen with that? But Phil's come out and it's it's clever wording. It is clever wording uh, that Phil has, has used. Let me just find the exact quote because this could mean anything. Um, but okay, so did you do you guys think that they'll keep Call of Duty exclusive or not after the contracts are f- uh, fulfilled? Do I do we think that it's going to be exclusive? No, I don't think so. It's cutting out a good share of the market. Yeah, I think Call of Duty is akin to something like a, a Minecraft, where yeah. they they probably have more to, uh, to more to gain from keeping it multi platform. Mm-hmm. So here's. Yeah. So he put out a tweet, uh, and it was, had, a, had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honour all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is, is an important part of our industry, and we value our relationship. So based on face value, that sounds like it's going nowhere. But I guess there's nothing to sort of say that once those contracts are fulfilled, that they won't pull it, and that's. I think they've never they, they they never say that, and this is what happened with Bethesda, you know, with games like Elder Scrolls and that they they sort of dance around for fucking ages, until they were like, yeah, nah, it's going to be exclusive. Um, I think they played a little bit more coy with Elder Scrolls than and Starfield than they did with like this. You're right; it it's not a promise and it's nothing on paper, but I think this is definitely a bigger statement of our, we, our intent is to keep it on everything than they, than they did with yeah, but the older scrolls and stuff. That just says like our desire to keep it, to keep it on PlayStation. So they could go to PlayStation and go, look, we want to do this or this and this play You know, they might go, no, well, you know, we want cross, cross play, cross play, um, whatever, you know, PlayStation might go, no, so then they go, okay, well, it's you're not going to get, you're not going to get it, you know, something like that, you know. Um, I feel like there's a an escape escape clause, not clause, escape. There's there's room for them to back out of it, you know, if they go back and, mm. you know, in three, four just... years time. But 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 in saying that, I I can't see them pulling it from from uh, from PlayStation. I think oh, no, yeah. I'd be astounded if they pulled there's, it from... There's room for them to yeah. back out of it, and I think that that's what they're leaving themselves open to do. But that's like in the event that this acquisition or future acquisitions lead to them being the like market share leader for Call of Duty, then they probably put themselves in a position to change it. But at the moment, they're definitely not. So it's, and, it's and in both parties' best interest to keep it as it is. Yeah. And until that something changes. That it could be timed exclusive as well. Like that doesn't, you know... That, you might find that maybe for three months or whatever, or who knows, there's a time exclusive period. Maybe um, for the campaigns, I guess. Like, mm, I, like, yeah. yeah well, I, I mean, know. maybe they might do what they do with um, uh, with Halo. Halo. You know, they might make make them. I mean, Warzone's free to play. I've got that as well. So they might split the campaign and like you know the multiplayer. Maybe maybe the campaign will be on exclusive to Xbox. Mm. Other people yeah, I mean that's could, possible. Yeah, and then you know that's more plausible. Yes. Yeah, and, I know, can see that. You know, exclusive to Game Pass. You know, if you want to play the campaign, you, you've got to get Game Pass. Um, 
Oh. That would certainly draw people. There's no arguing that. Do people? Uh, yeah, you're not. I'd be there. You're not fragmenting the player base to, to a point where it cuts into your profits, but you're giving people an incentive to go mm. to your platform. I mean, that like yes, would be actually very smart. Yeah. Um. All right. So that so that was basically the Call of Duty stuff. I think that was yeah. I think the Facebook thing was the only other. Adam squeeze hand up. Yes. Yeah, I just I just have two very quick questions regarding the the Call of Duty situation because I think that's probably the one of the major talking points. Mm-hmm. Now, let me just get Phil on the horn. Yep, go ahead. Cheers, mate. Um, a, do we think they're going to continue with the annual release? Do you think they'll change that or no? Keep think, it as is. I think is? they've said that. I think they've said they they want to get away from that. And as they should, I think that's probably a good move. B, do you think they're going to finally take some of the really talented developers away from having to be working on Call of Duty? Because I just just jumped on and had a look to see how many studios were on the Call of Duty franchise. And there's Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Beanox, High Moon Studios, Toys for Bob, Activision Shanghai, and Demonware. Like that's... That's so, a lot of talent that pour a lot of time and effort into one franchise. So I think that's because Vanguard was shitting his pants, I, I think, a bit. So they pulled people. Um, this has been an ongoing thing. Like, you play a Call of Duty from the last, like, four or five years. And the, you know, the splash screen where it comes up with all the developers and the publishers and everything? It looks like a fucking Excel spreadsheet. You're right. You're right. Yeah, this has been a thing for a while. But I know what Zach's talking about as well with the with the strikes and stuff like that. They oh, have for been because sure. they have been pulling um, from teams that weren't specifically QA to help with QA. I actually just traded in my copy of Vanguard because it's it's absolutely piece of shit at the moment. Like they're, they're delaying the content patches. It's broken. It's I I think the community's just left it. It's it's quite sad too because Vanguard was the most fun I've had with that series in a while. Yeah, so I'm looking now. Um, so it looks like Toys for Bob got moved to help with Warzone. Yeah. Mm. And they were developing something. Sorry, yeah. I can't remember what it was, but I... Probably Spyro. Yeah, like I... I One would hope. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, what was the first question you had? Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. So I think it'll go back... I think it'll go to a two-year cycle. I think two years are safe enough bit especially if you want to change the, the culture that they have there mm. i mean I'm, yeah. I'm sure a lot of a lot of crunching was going on to maintain that schedule even though they were using different studios mm. like it's clear the work was being spread quite thin and maybe yeah and so th- go for it like even though they they move it across a, a, a you know from from there maybe four major studios in raven sledgehammer triac and infinity ward i think general public perception if you're say, cause it, it does reach a very wide audience and a very um, like general gaming audience. They see that one gets pumped out every year, not paying too much attention as to the developer and think, oh, they're, you know, they're only putting a year's worth of work into it. It's the whole, the whole FIFA situation of like, how much can you change in a year? I think your general consumer sees that it comes out every year and they're like, fuck that. I'm not going to buy another one. I'm still playing the one from last year and they can't have changed that much. I think that's a little different though because FIFA is a sport that is based on, you know, rules of that sport um, and you can't really fundamentally change a lot in gameplay. Call of Duty is each year is done by a different developer with different ideas. So I feel like like they're a little different in... Sure, but... I don't know, having 
having worked somewhere where you sell them year on year on year on year. Yeah, it, no, like like I I agree. I, I think I don't think it should be a yearly release, but I think you, I don't think you can compare it to FIFA. I think like Assassin's Creed is a somewhat of a good. Yeah, oh, I was just using something else that's that's annualized um, as a as an example. In, in terms of perception, I understand yeah, what you mean. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Didn't expect someone to get their fucking no. Because well, no, you mentioned FIFA. Out. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'd like it to be moved away from annual release, and yeah, hopefully those studios can can do more with their talent rather than just get moved to Warzone. Um, so I just quickly checked up just to make, just to correct myself if I was wrong. And I'll just read the headline from Games Radar here, which was six days ago. Uh, Activision pursued a Facebook buyout before selling to Microsoft um, is the report. Cool. So it was before. Um, yeah, gross. No, thanks. When Facebook doesn't want to touch your company, you know, like, you're in the <laughs> They didn't uh, want him in the metaverse. Uh all right, so let's go, let's move, unless anyone's got any more positives or anything that they want to talk about. I mean, Are like, we talking positives still? Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> nothing's probably <laughs> positive. But um, <laughs> the other probably last thing is sort of to what Adam is sort of talking about, but it means that hopefully now that some of these developers that have been you know, in that Call of Duty grind can maybe do something a bit different, um, whether that's touch old IPs or make new ones, because... Activision's pretty much got fuck all in their roster, apart from COD. And then the odd game like Sekiro. Um, mm. I suppose the other, mass- the other massive positive, at least in the short term, is it will make Game Pass an absolute behemoth. And as far as the consumer goes, again, at least in the short term, we, we don't know the, the long-term outcome of services like that. It, it does make it pretty appealing say you can get call of duty on game pass that's pretty massive on top of everything else it has already can we i think we're going to see a subscription yeah. fee increase i was going to say when do we start paying, when do we start paying for activision yeah yeah for sure all right so let's go to the the negatives and kieran do you want to jump in and talk about fuck you're... microsoft <laughs> <laughs> um, actually before we do this who just the Good, bad. No, good, bad doesn't really work. Uh, are you okay with... What are your thoughts on the on the merger in very, very short amount of words? Like, do you, do you think this is a good thing? Yes or no? Yeah, that that's a better way to to phrase it. Karen, do you think this merger is a, is a good thing? Or this acquisition, sorry. No. I think that everyone is better off than they were before it happened. Including the wrong people. But... For the most part, everyone is better off than like Microsoft's better off, employees at the studios are better off, consumers are better off. Bobby's better off. I don't. Bobby. Well, yeah, exact, exactly. Bobby's better yeah. off, but you know, yeah. Adam feels like Disney a little bit, and mm. that wor- that worries me mm-hmm. a lot. Nathan, if this puts them sort of at the top of the food chain, sitting next to Ten Cent, my issue is is if you get a bit of a duopoly happening which is what it seems to be edging towards. I'm worried about the um, lack of competition driving innovation. Mm. I know it's something that people have mentioned online, but I mean, you only need to work in any kind of industry where there's just, where there is a functional monopoly just to see how that works under the, behind the scenes. It's never good. And people aren't innovative 
altruistically. Innovation is something that's driven out of necessity. That necessity is quickly dissipating. So optimistic for now. I'm more worried about the next op- next big acquisition. <laughs> so that's. I think that's when the scales start to tip. Yeah. So I'm with you, and I did tweet that that I think that comp- uh, competition should be based on creativity and innovation, and not who can just go out and buy, you know, the yeah. biggest biggest um, company. And yeah, like as Kieran said, like you know, and I've and I've seen people go, you know, this is, you know, just the same as thing as like what Sony's doing, and it's like, well, it's fucking completely different. Like PlayStation mm. buys like uh housemark or um blue point and you know and yeah. these are companies that have all pretty much worked with playstation before like like if you look at their um previous games 95 percent of it is like playstation exclusive so nothing's really changed just that they're now owned by play, you know by them you know they're not going buying they just put a ring on yeah, it like, yeah 100 yeah like they're not buying fucking massive publishers that own like you know some of the biggest ips in the world um, That's what you know, I was saying. Like Microsoft started out doing the same yeah. similar thing with buying, like bringing in these small studios into like the Xbox Game Studios fold, and now they're just straight up like eating companies. Yeah. So I I have nothing against studio acquisitions. In fact, I'm like I'm all for it if it makes like if if it gives a team more resources, more opportunities, then that's great. But when you buy an entire company and make that their whole portfolio of IPs exclusive and you you know and games that have been on certain platforms since forever I think that's a shit thing personally um and you know and that's their right because you know it's their money and that's how they want to spend it but I don't think I don't think only the Microsoft people who own an Xbox or a PC I think they're the only ones that benefit you know and and feel and, and it's sort of I've always said this I think feel sort of goes against what he sort of preaches some, like, sometimes. Like, you see good guy Phil talk about, you know, all this good stuff and, you know, you know we, oh, we don't want exclusives. You know, they're bad for, for, like, the industry and then goes and buys two fucking big publishers and makes 90% of their games exclusive. So that's that's not what he's saying. That's, like, the opposite of what he's saying. Um, so that's where I get a bit lost in it. Um, so. Yeah. And, like, I do think it's... Yeah, like you know the the good things that we talked about, but yeah, I don't think this is good for the industry because it's. I think, and this is sort of tails onto what Nathan was saying is it's it could start like an arms race. Like I think I think Sony has to respond in some way. Um, I don't know how they're going to afford it because they obviously don't have deep deep pockets like Tencent or because um, you know if they don't buy someone. Who knows if like we're going to wake up next week and Microsoft's bought them all fucking ten cents, got a forty percent share in them all. Fucking Saudis are buying people. Yeah. Did you did you did you read that? Some Saudi companies, uh, who they buy? No, they bought the esports league. I think, oh. but, but that might have been like a while back. I don't know. I've read about it. You know, Saudi investment in game mm. publishers is not a new thing, yeah. mm. but it is a it is a concerning thing because sometimes you have got to read where that money comes from. Yeah, well, and it gets a bit dirty. And it's also like when, when, as soon as money is introduced, like as soon as the idea of, uh, of, you know, profit is introduced in game development, obviously that's the end goal still. But when it becomes all about that, obviously the creativity dips as well. Mm. Um, when, when the people overseeing your studio aren't concerned with creative output, when they're, yes. when they're just financial backers, when they're just a financial interest, that obviously dilutes everything else. Um, 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but PlayStation PlayStation is still worth more than Xbox, yeah? In terms of well, like when you're ranking the, them, it's like Tencent, PlayStation, Xbox, it's, Nintendo. It's, that, that's in revenue. Yeah, or like or like market share, like but, not Microsoft, obviously, but Xbox as a, like when you're comparing like for like. Yeah, um, but but I think that keeps uh, me that keeps me that keeps me sleeping. I sleep it, soundly with that knowledge Sony, until that changes. I'm alright, and I <laughs> I don't know enough about this. Side don't ruin of it, it for me. Um, Sony really only <laughs> doesn't make money on a lot of things. They lose money on a lot of areas because like, I know they've they hardware. Especially. Well, they make yeah. most of their money on licensing fees, which is yeah. what which is what Xbox is trying to take away from them by buying all these fucking studios and making um, things exclusive. That's right. But they make money on PlayStation, I believe, or they they make money on they make money on the hardware on yeah. all the hardware at the moment. Um, oh, okay. And like, yeah, but it's things like TVs and stuff, which I think they lose money. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking PlayStation yeah. versus Xbox, though, not Sony versus Microsoft. Right. Okay. Okay, because yeah, those two uh, companies like PlayStation is a bigger share than Xbox. Yes, when yes. you're talking about the video game. Yeah, correct. But yeah, um, but I think yeah, but Microsoft has much deeper pockets than. Well, yeah. Yes. I just like the um, thing that I think the thing that, that's most jarring for me in all of this, um, other than the fact that I, I think I my brain just drew a comparison between Xbox and No Face from a Spirited Away, but that's like a that's for a discussion for another time. <laughs> um, I think like the thing that's most jarring is just the fact that Xbox has already turned on that, started to turn on that dime from like, Hey, we're doing all this really cool shit. That's like consumer friendly. They've already started turning from that to like, Hey, we're about making money, but they haven't actually, aside from maybe like Forza or Halo, they haven't actually produced anything out of that original promise mm. yet. Yeah. Like that's really the, true. The, the poker face has started to drop and they haven't even shown that they've got a winning hand yet. And that's like yeah. really like making that, makes sense in my head is is a difficult thing to overcome yeah and, and the other this is i think if you're listening and we're sort of jumping around i think it's kind of probably the chat will probably be like that but i think the strong point for sony is that you can't get their type of exclusives anywhere else like um as much money as i think microsoft is spending they're still not going to have those blockbuster triple a story-driven games that sony like you don't get like a last of us on xbox like there's just nothing like that. And even, but then, you know, you could say that, you know, and Sony, sorry, um, first person shooters, like they've got Halo and now they've got, but they're buying their way to this catalog, you know, to try and compete there. Like they're not investing in like their own people that they have there now. They're just going out and buying IPs and calling them their own. So like Starfield, what was in development for, for how long? Like what, six, seven years maybe um you know it's nothing that 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 these studios have have done themselves it's just stuff that they've gone out and bought and that's why i I really like playstation's approach is you know they've invested in like like naughty dog and we've gone from what crash bandicoot to fucking the last of us i think that's a that's a really good point of them being xbox not being able to cultivate their own exclusives and that's been something that they've struggled with for years now like i feel like i had a very similar conversation with someone like three or four years ago about they haven't been able to make their own exclusives and cultivate the studios that they've you know had for years upon years and they've attempted here and there with um things like sunset overdrive i know they they didn't own the studio that made that obviously but that was kind of their their next big but it wasn't good enough and it, they didn't, 
it didn't hit the ground running as as well as they would have hoped. Um, so their their ace in the hole was to just buy their way to exclusivity. And yeah, I genuinely feel like I had this conversation mm. like three, maybe four years ago. And like Kieran said, the they've made all these big purchases, but then very, very little in the grand scheme of things has come from it, which is, yeah, it is really concerning. I think one of the biggest telling things is that, you know, that gun studio, the initiative, which is, you know, touted as like the hottest thing in game development. They're making it fucking, meant, For a second, I thought you were perfect. talking about Activision again, like the publisher no. of the game Gun. Me too. <laughs> like, <laughs> making, yep. you know, oh, the Isn't that the pirate one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With all this like creativity and you know whiz bang talent, they're making a fucking perfect dark reboot. Like, there's, I mean, yeah. It's I don't like, know. I want that. Nah. I don't know what they could have announced from that quadruple A studio that would have turned heads, but Perfect Dark just really isn't it. That no. that blew me away. Oh boys, we're wandering into dangerous territory. Okay, look, I, I'm, I'm not saying that game doesn't have a purpose. I think that has a purpose, but I'm teasing. But is it? You know, do you announce this studio that's got all this ex Naughty Dog, ex Santa, yes, fuck, now I'm confused. Sony Santa, Santa. Monica, um, <laughs> you know, and all this, and then you go and announce a reboot for Perfect Dark. So like, I also I wonder if instead of because I I'm a big advocate for new IPs and one-off games that don't need to spawn off into giant franchises. Like Returnal is a great example. I don't want another Returnal because it's it's so good being its own thing i wonder if instead of introducing new ips and branching further out as far as exclusives go whether it'll just be oh the next elder scrolls is our our exclusive and we're just going to keep making elder scrolls and they're going to be on xbox forever so disney. instead of yeah exactly exactly disney so instead of bringing things new to the table and trying to expand and cultivate it's just going to be hey, you know that thing you loved from five, six years ago that you could play anywhere? Now you can only play with us, so grab one of our consoles or buy a subscription to Xbox uh, to Game Pass. Yeah, and so, just yeah. back on your point, and this is what I was sort of saying before, but like Returnal is a, like a great example. Like Sony turned, a, well, not Sony, but Housemark through Sony or Sony through um, Old Mates, they turned like a rogue light roguelike into mm-hmm. a fucking you know game of the year contender you know so yeah. it's just you know that level of commitment um and i guess belief and freedom i mean i don't know I'm, I'm selling i'm saying bullshit terms here but you know they just they were like go out and do what you got to do and make us a good game yeah. and they have you're and, right um I also don't know that that Xbox are going to be willing to take chances on creative ideas like that because they've got to recoup a hundred billion dollars worth of profit, and are they going to stick with things that they that are proven to be money makers, or are they going to say, you know, hey, you've you've come into this new fold, what do you want to make, or are they going to go to studios and say, all right, we need the next triple A blockbuster, what can you offer us? Well, yeah, well, like, well, like, like we we're saying at the, like at the discussion, the beginning of this discussion about the good points, like the first thing they've done is gone, all right, what, which of these new IPs that we have is going to make us money? Like, which yeah, of right. these things can we yeah. resurrect for the biggest return on our investment? It's like that, that if, you know, 
Beanox turned around and were like, hey, we want to make this really like high concept fucking roguelike, you know, sci-fi game like Housemark did, they wouldn't be like, yeah, do it. Mm. They'd be like, no, we need you. We need you to 3D print some Skylanders. Like, <laughs> yeah, need a money printer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which, yeah. So, so I want to talk quickly on that side of things in a sec. But yeah, uh, yeah. I just don't think that it, you know, Kieran. You, I think you might have even mentioned was it on Twitter or maybe it was somewhere. Maybe it was on Slack or wherever we were chatting. And you know, for all this money that they've spent, we haven't seen. We've seen fuck all pretty much. And yes, it's, mm. it's still it's still early days yet. So. Um, in some regards, you know, like I mean, in in like yeah. the Activision and Zenimax regards, but yeah, but like Compulsion, like they're still they're still making their yeah. game, you know. But yes, we haven't seen it. Like you're, you know, we, we haven't seen anything yet. And the only thing that really we have seen is Perfect Dark reboot, which and they were working on that for fucking what two three years. Everything that's uh, coming out that's Xbox exclusive that they've paid for so far was already in development before mm, they yeah. like, got their hands on it for the most part, aside from like the initiative and stuff. Yeah, like Psychonauts. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. and that's what I was saying before is that they've pretty much bought their you know exclusives. All right, so the other side of it that I don't like is Game Pass. Now you're probably like, "What the fuck are you talking about? How can you not like Game Pass?" I don't like the way it's changing the industry and players' perception on value and what that could mean for developers who don't jump on board to Game Pass. Um, and also this long-term effects, like, you know, they've spent, what, $100 billion Australian on... I can't tell if Kieran's ready to eat me or... Always. Or, oh. just, <laughs> um, or just had one of those uh, Uncharted boys down his throat. But, um, <laughs> so, Game Pass is, what, 20... No, 16, uh, 15 bucks a month? 16? Yeah. For the ultimate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Netflix has just jacked its prices up, so at some point, you know, it's inevitable. Yeah, like yeah. the the cost will, will go up, and and that's fine because it'll probably go up what two three bucks at a time. You know, eventually you're, you're spending twenty twenty five bucks because yeah, like you're right, they're going to have to recoup that money somehow. And Game Pass is becoming more and more; it's pushing more more and more people away from buying games. Um, I, I think. Um, and what I don't like about it is that people are now, you know, I'll just wait for it to come on Game Pass. You know, I won't buy it. I'll just, you know, I'll just wait for it to come on Game Pass. So then you get... I'm absolutely guilty of so that. So then you get developers that are... Like, like Death Door is a relatively good example, which was, you know, which came out, what, two, three months ago? Uh, like, excellent game and fully worth people's 50, 60 bucks or whatever it is. But, you know... 30? Okay. Well, yeah, thirty yeah. bucks. Yeah, well, yeah, thirty bucks. So that's even cheaper than than what I thought. But a lot of people were just like, "No, I'll just wait for it to come on Game Pass." So how long until you know these mid tier, middle indie developers that sort of lose, you know, their budgets start to go down, and because you know all they have, they have to shut up shop because they just. They're losing money because they, you know, all the games become smaller in scope because they've got to make it fit on Game Pass, which which means the return they're getting money-wise is not as good as that would have been if it was selling, you know, at proper cost. Um, I'll offer another speculation. Um, you're talking about attrition. Hmm. Attrition gets to such a point where Phil dangles some money for them and goes, you know, you know come on over you guys. Yeah. So It's a safety net. Correct. But it defeats the competition. Yeah, so... 
to, like another question like who, who knows like how many of these big companies are now like their heads are slowly turning like ea or ubi like they might go well fuck if we can just get 80 million 80 billion for the company and we can just fucking put our feet up on our yachts for the rest of the time and not have to worry about fucking any of this bullshit I can't help but feel that Ubi is definitely eyeing eyeing that prospect off, especially with like they've with extraction and siege coming to PC and everything. Like they're they're starting to integrate with Game Pass more and more, and they've announced that their their own streaming service is going to. They've they haven't said explicitly that it's Game Pass, but they said that they're going to be working towards bringing it to Xbox. Which, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a Uplay app on the Xbox store. Nah, it's going to, it's going to be game well, pass. Like well, it, what that seems it? like it's like, like AI. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But does that Spot cost on, you exactly. more? Yes. Is EA, EA play does, but I can't, I can't exactly yeah. remember how their integration works, but yeah, I feel like it would definitely be something more akin to that. Um, just quickly ducking back to what you were saying about um, the perception of developers and games coming to game pass. I think the, <laughs> The concerning thing for me is that the sentence, oh, that definitely looks like a Game Pass game, is becoming super frequent, like, at an alarming rate. Like, anything loaded. Anything that's indie or a party title. I fucking love party games. So, things like Gang Beasts and Nidhogg and Sports Friends, stuff like that. I eat that shit up because I love having people over, everyone sitting on the couch and just busting it out for... like a couple hours and the fact that they're instead of you know selling for yeah i know busting it out hilarious instead of (laughs) like buying it for five ten bucks and just having that for when people come over it's that's no longer seen as as any sort of quality of purchase it's now if it's not on game pass because i'm not going to be playing it every single day i'm not going to bother i'm not going to bother with the purchase and i just Mm. think that's that that feels a bit gross to me. I just yeah, it. I think I'm going to need to take a shower. I'm, I'm feeling quite attacked here. Yeah, well, I mean, I am absolutely that person. Kieran is All wriggling. Criticism she've leveled. He's wriggling out of his skin. Get in on the conversation. What have you got to say? <laughs> I disagree with all of. No, okay, so this is really good. like no 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 no. So I have had I I have I have thought all of those same things that you guys are touching on and i like at one point i totally would have agreed and i probably still do and this is very off the cuff and probably a time for like a bigger discussion when i can prepare my thoughts a little better but when you're talking about like like the value of games and like the the scope of games and what that means for their value and all that kind of stuff i think that getting rid of that or changing that is could be like actually could be a really good thing um, and I think that if you're, if you take away the, we have to sell this game for this much, or we have to put this much into this game to justify this price point. If you take that out of the equation and you just say, we have to make a really good game so that the people who have game pass flock to this and Microsoft sees that and gives us more support. Like that isn't like, that could be a better thing. Um, and reducing the scope of games, mm. like I, I want that to happen. I want more little games. I want big teams or talented developers to have smaller projects and put out more like you know creative and smaller things because like what what happens is you get limiting creativity you're saying don't make the game you want to make make it for people who have game pass that that's basically what you you have like you you can you can have both though like you can have no i think like 
Well, like, I, like, think, well I think you can, but it's got to be separate projects. So I think if dev, 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 like dev team wants to make a open world, whatever, and you know that that's their fucking. You know, I'm using this as an example. You know, this is like their dream. This is their dream vision. You know, they want they like want to make it, but it's going to cost too much, and they go. Well, people are just going to want it on Game Pass. We 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 have to. We can't make that. We can't make what 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 we want to make because people won't buy it because they want to play it for free on Game Pass. So we have to make a fucking four hour walking simulator. What I, yeah, what I'm saying is like in a, in a world where that that entire model is different, where like I don't, like again, this it's a deeper discussion. I don't know if like one example would be like the Disney Plus model where you pay like a premium fee for a premium like movie or whatever on the service for a certain amount of time until it folds into the catalog like all i'm saying is you know you take you take the cost equation out completely and it's all on a service and the important thing isn't money anymore it's eyeballs and it's players and so you you go okay i will give you 200 million dollars to make an open world game because i know that you're going to command this much share of of our game pass subscribers I think you're onto something, man. I think you're on something, Kieran, because you, while you're saying that, I'm thinking if we're talking business models, and I'll be very, very quick here, um, where you're just having to focus, where you have, when you're not having to think about profit margins and stuff like that, just this is going to be safe. We're, we're, we're paid out. We're, you know, we've got our payday set. We don't need to worry about potentially anti-consumer um, facets tacked onto the game just to try and hit our profit margins. We don't need to worry about microtransactions that are going to fragment the community. We don't need to worry about NFTs and stuff like that. I, I assume that's kind of a consideration yeah. of your And also point. you don't get the Days Gone effect where you get a bad game that lots of people played. And so like, you know, people are... Tr- well, not Days Gone specifically, but you know, you get, you'll get less bad games because if a bad game now makes money at $100 a pop, they're going to make another one. If a bad game in a world where everything is Game Pass doesn't do well, they won't put more money into another one because they've still got the service. So they the can other put thing, that money to a studio whose last game did really well on Game Pass. But, uh, nah, like, nah. again, very off-the-cuff examples, but I, I, yeah, think, okay, just, I think focusing on the output and not the profit when everything is part of a service can work. It can make sense. But how do, you qu- how do you quantify that, though? Because yeah. I like suppose Netflix. you use if it If more with... people watch Squid Game, they make another Squid Game. If yeah, Squid, Squid Game doesn't work, Squid everyone Games... still gets paid and they make something else. Squid so. Game's a season that's roughly an hour an episode, which most TV shows are an hour an episode. Say you play something like What Remains of Edith Finch, which took me two hours to knock over. I've spent those two hours with that game and I'm never going to touch it again. But with, say, I don't, I don't know, like a party game that is something that I come back to with friends that I'll spend 10, 15 hours on. Well, yeah. I mean, say, there's, there's going to be different cost... ways of measuring those metrics, obviously, but like... Yeah, again, we're making big assumptions. Yeah, I just don't know how you how you quantify quality when it I'm, comes yeah. to I'm just saying like, like it, that. it could, in, in a lot of ways, it could be better. I think so, pie in the sky optimism, I think absolutely I agree with you. I just don't know how viable it is realistically. And the, and the other problem I have with your idea is it comes back to this game pass sorry this game pass service um being you know the be all and end all of games now and that's that's not yeah i'm thinking more like when like like if if subscription model is the future is kind of like if if that is the future then there are benefits because if i say like last week if i go out and i say rainbow six uh, extraction is a game pass game that is a negative like like, yeah in the current model it doesn't work yeah so people would yeah um no i don't uh 
I'm not on that one. I don't wholly disagree with what you were saying, Kieran, but it just... I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence leaning more towards the, the negative side, but I'm more than happy to be proven yeah. wrong. It was, and it was more just... To, yeah. Words words are being thrown around like reduced scope and like smaller games and things. I'm like I'm like list. That's why I was making those faces. I'm like hearing that. I'm like I want fucking reduced scope and some, and more games that are like Game Pass games. But but that's not what I'm. Oh, so that's not that's not what I'm. I don't saying, want though. studios like breaking their backs to make five hundred hours worth of fucking collectathon shit in Dying Light just to justify the price point. You know. But people like some some people want that. They don't. They want to justify that they've spent eighty, ninety, a hundred dollars. Some people, enjoy, so now some people, people enjoy, would definitely want more games year round than big games for to justify whatever I, they've spent. I didn't. I didn't say that. I just said that some some people like fucking <laughs> spending hundreds of hours in a game. Um, they can still make games like that in in that model. Again, I just think. But anyway, I, th- I think focusing on. I think if you go blank blank canvas and you go game pass game. I think that instantly is affecting your creativity and, and what you want to make, and I, I, no. I don't like it, personally. <laughs> I'll see you boys in the uh, basketball court after school, 3 p.m. I'll bring my cousins. Um, Hell yeah. Be there or be square. Because um, the other thing I was trying to say, the other thing I've heard and read is that the money that developers are apparently getting from Xbox to go on Game Pass isn't actually as much as people think. Correct. Yeah, so, no, 100%. So, and that and then that goes back to that, you know, that's like, okay, yes, my game was played by, well, there's 25 million subscribers by 5 million people, but we earned fuck all, like Spotify, basically. And and, yeah. and this is my problem with like, with, with that is that we all know that Spotify plays, pays like fucking dick. So are we going to have yeah. this where oh, yeah. there's, there's, like, where there's yeah. so much there content are... on the service? That's, that's that... the problem with a monopoly, especially. Not necessarily the model, but yeah. The one I don't, I don't want to start more conversation because <laughs> we have been on this for over half an hour. But you know, Sony's got their little Game Pass project well, yeah. in the works. Yeah, well, they're going to have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to. All right. So, is there any more that we want to touch on with with that? Because I do have a couple of questions for everyone. Just no more quick questions. Fire ones. God no. What? Hit what us with say? your questions. Hit, just oh, go. Just get this done with. I thought you said something else. Don't be like that. Um, <laughs> if you were no. Phil Sony and you had to buy a big publisher, <laughs> who are you buying for PlayStation? Who can you see PlayStation retaliating uh, by buying? If I was PlayStation, I, mm, I would, I would. Like, okay, so personally, I would want them to buy Square Enix. All right. I think there's a lot of change that needs to happen in how Square Enix operates as a company. I think if you take away their their business, like if you take if you if you take the <laughs> business workload away from them, yeah. they would probably fare a lot better. Um, I think if you're a PlayStation, you'd probably want to buy EA though. Really? Okay, I did not uh, expect that. It was not. Uh... Right. As retaliation against Activision, like if you want to go right. like for like, I just meant you know is making a statement kind of thing. Yeah. EA. You have Call of Duty. I'll take FIFA. They're basically the same thing. Remember. 
Um, <laughs> Square Enix makes sense because yeah, like you know, obviously Final Fantasy's been exclusive on PlayStation quite a bit. Mm. Um, imagine, primarily. imagine PlayStation's other studios helping to develop the next Final Fantasy. Mm. Like, get big Neil Druckmann directing Final Fantasy Seventeen, mate. I'm coming down my own throat now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> He's curled up in a ball on his chair. Adam, who are you? Uh, as far as changing public perception and taking something that has been on PlayStation predominantly and turning it into gold, I'm going to hit Konami because I think, I think, Fuck! That, you I, took mine. I think well, that's one I, I think I th- makes sense. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, it's For the it's already one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of the IPs are already synonymous with the brand. Um, their big, public perception. Yeah, they are, but they're not being utilized. Correct. I think is the the biggest one, um, and their their general public perception is pretty in the gutter. For I mean, a lot of different reasons, but things like um, the the nasty breakup with Kojima. I feel like Kojima won the won the kids in that breakup. Um, so I think there's a lot of bridges that can be mended, and I think the potential That's very is very topical massive. for Kojima. Yeah, see what I did there? I did. Connections. Connections. Because after you took my Konami, I was like, fine, I'll fall back on Kojima, but <laughs> Kojima Productions. Fuck you. Mm. Well, that was, I mean, that was one, but again, that's just a single um, studio. So unless I just buy himself, just buy Kojima. Um, but Konami, I think. <laughs> that's a good start. But Konami makes sense, yeah. With Metal Gear, you know, with the rumored re- uh, re- remake. Yes. Um, yeah. Silent Hill. Do you think Silent Hill, Castlevania? Do, do you think? Yeah. C- does Konami also come with their, like their pachinko division? Like, is is does their pachinko <laughs> division like you know how like all the pokies and casinos are made by Konami? I think that's a different division. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, right. Is that their game publishing arm? So I don't know. Maybe what they'll hmm. do is they'll have like instead of loading screens in all their games, they'll just put like pachinko machines. machines. Um, That's where microtransactions are headed in the future. Yeah. That is a killer idea, Zach. Um, Don't let them hear this. Yeah, that's that's shocking, man. I, <laughs> Can I guess I think, yours? I think a Japanese question... A question. Japanese, Japanese question. Studio... Uh, sorry, publisher makes Nani? sense. I would love them to see them buy Capcom. Oh. Hey, that was going to be my oh, guess yeah. for you as well. Yeah. But I just... No, I didn't think of that. But I think... Didn't Xbox try and buy them before and they kind of resisted and then monster hunter world did yeah i think so i think they were like they you know they tickled the old interest and um they were like nah but i think if if playstation said look well you know how do you feel um maybe they'd be more inclined again because they've got such a bigger history and but i feel like their ips probably aren't as big maybe individually as like your Metal Gear, your Silent Hills, you've got Resident Evil. I mean, if they made Resident Evil exclusive, I think that'd be relatively big. Uh-huh. Did I see something like um, the Monster Hunter series has shipped over like eighty million? Monster Hunter, something massive, like that. It's massive. Yeah. So like, yeah, so that's the big one. You know who would make a really good new mascot for PlayStation? Now the active, now that Xbox has Crash Bandicoot. Oh, here we go. Untitled Sonic, Bruce Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. Sega, you reckon? Yeah. What else do they have? Yakuza? Sega on Sony. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
Sega has Sonic. a huge catalogue. Like, it's not all heavy hitters, but it's... Yeah, I'm just trying to think they've, of, like... They've got a lot in their basement that's... They've got the Yakuza series, for starters. Yeah, so they're the, they're yeah, the, the like main two I can yeah. think of, is the, yeah, Sonic and Yakuza. So what else do they have? Just off the top of your head. Like, it, that is recent. Fantasy star, right. but no one yeah. gives a shit right. in the West. I also think, because we've, we've named, not to completely change the subject, but we've named Japanese publishers, I think that's probably a smart move as well, because obviously Xbox have notoriously not been able to break into mm. the Japanese market. And I think doubling down and bolstering that because PlayStation obviously are, are pretty comfortable in the Japanese market. And I think fostering that further can only be a good thing not to like build a giant wall around Japan and say, no Xbox, you can't come in, but, it, but that, that just seems better a little bit. do that, yeah. <laughs> mm. um, But yeah, I think maybe I just don't know. I just feel like that they're going to have to either look at something like that. They're going to have to, I think they'd be concerned that, you know, that at any point they can just wake up and Microsoft's bought some, somebody else. Um, mm. But, yeah. All right. Um, that was a marathon. I mean, I could keep going, to be honest. Please I've got a lot of fucking thoughts. You can see it in his eyes. He's raring to go. No <laughs> more. It's been, a good, it's been a good chat, though. It's been a good chat. All right, we'll quickly whip through the other news uh i'll probably just read a lot of headlines uh and then if there's anything uh that's we want to talk about we can talk about um dying light 2 stay human on switch has been delayed by up to six months uh siberia the world before is releasing on march 8 uh, on pc only at this stage uh wwe 2k 22 is releasing on march 11 adam you're pretty keen for that what yeah. a late stage announcement. Uh, it's 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 already a mess, and it's probably going to continue to be a mess. But yeah, I'm a little bit keen. Oh, no. Rey Mysterio is the cover star. Everyone loves Rey Mysterio. Yay. Yeah, that surprised me. I thought yeah. Russ isn't like 60. Yeah, he's getting on, isn't he? Mate, that dude still moves in the ring unbelievably well. It's it's unreal. For real? Yeah, it's insane. Like, yeah, Same. Crazy. He's a pocket rocket, man. Oh, yeah. He's he's crazy. He's ageless, that dude. He's great. Wow. Wow. Lego Star Wars: the, the, the Skywalker Saga is coming on April five. Minds are blown. That game Woo. looks fucking awesome. Looks really for anyone, good, doesn't it? For anyone who was a, maybe a bit younger when the original Lego Star Wars games came out, to see yep. what that is becoming is mind blowing. Yeah. Like to to tighten the camera to bring it into like a sort of third person view to have it all voice acted like it's just it's crazy and to think that kids picking it up for the first time get to experience that is just i think that's phenomenal i think it's great it's special it really is yeah. it genuinely is special just a quick off topic who played lego island as a kid i think it was lego island i yeah. fucking loved lego island yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely nice. that game slapped uh hogwarts legacy is apparently still coming in 2022 news cupboard show got a new trailer has anyone here watched it no i didn't watch the trailer it's coming oh, I, did. I watched the trailer on netflix how's it look uh the art style is really cool i'm i'm not a, a huge fan of cuphead by any means but it, it i mean it looks entertaining they got um 
old what's his name Wayne Brady from <sighs> Whose yes. Line Is It Anyway? I saw yeah, that. yeah, I saw that. boys. Um, How good is he? How's he Um, the Apple Escape is coming on PlayStation Five and sorry, um, PlayStation and Switch as of uh, today, so the twenty fifth of January. Uh, any other dates we got here? I think that's about all for dates. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, there's a new story trailer. Looks good. I, I haven't watched it, so does anyone want to say anything? Yeah. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, tra- trailer looks great. Nice. Shows off a lot of familiar characters, new ones. I'm sure nice. people will love it. Uh, it'll take up up to 100 gig of storage on your PS5, though, so it's a pretty hefty boy. That is without any day one patch or hopefully some minor compression that they'll probably add, but it's probably going to be Well, that's... Yeah, that's the that's the PS5 version too. That's not... Like, the PS4 version's going to be bigger. It's yeah, like they haven't I mentioned assume. anything yet, so... Um, that's fucked. That's mm. massive. Uh, Battlefield? Battlefield is down the bottom. So I'm up the top. Of <laughs> that's yeah. indicative. I mean, that's the, like... Yeah, how it is, that's isn't the it? news, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Sad. Sad. So Battlefield 2042, which we've all played and had, you know, had some good fun with it. That game is struggling. Yeah, dead. Um, it is dead. Yeah, they must, EA must be like, fuck, we cooked it by not delaying this. Uh, it's PlayStation should have bought It's such a failure. Uh, so they are exploring free-to-play options. Um, with the game, nothing has sort of come out on that. It was only a sort of a tweet from a well-known industry or Battlefield leaker or insider, I guess. So um, whether it's a mode or it's the whole thing or it's, I don't know, it's a period of time that it's, or maybe it goes on Game Pass, not too sure at this stage. But in good news, it's getting a scoreboard. <laughs> uh, I tell you Adam, what, in. It's, Go on. they bundled it so fucking hard as well because they did like a just a concept art for it showing like this is what it's going to look like now guys it's not final so don't drag us through the mud but the scoreboard they fucking showed had both teams all mixed in together in one gigantic list that you have to scroll forever to find yourself because mate out of 128 players you know I'm in the bottom fucking from 1 to 128 and like I get it, it's not final, but Jesus, as if you wouldn't, as if you wouldn't put something out for the public to see, especially when perception is so fucked that it at least looks half decent. Anyway, it, it looks like a scoreboard, a team versus team scoreboard. It's Come on, guys. Just, it's unreal. Just do what you've been doing for the last, for like all the other fucking games. Yeah, don't they already have ha- scoreboards? Like just they use have those. the blueprint. <laughs> oh, copy paste. Come on now. This is anyway. like. Uh... When the Epic Store didn't have a shopping cart. Wait, does it still have a shopping cart? No, it doesn't. I don't think, I think it, it does now. It's like mm, something so fucking basic to the experience, yeah. to, to the user mm-hmm. experience. Um, yeah. Wild. Have a Nice Death is releasing on Steam Early Access on March 8. Uh, Game looks came. awesome. Check it out if you haven't already. It looks fantastic. The Elden Ring has gone gold, yay, and we'll take up to Woo. we'll take about thirty hours to complete the main path or the main story there. One of the producers announced Apex Legends season twelve, Defiance has been announced. Adam, yes. anyone share on that? Yep, Mad Maggie is the new legend for the season. She first got introduced in season eight as like the foil for, for Fuse. Uh she is divisive. Not everyone loves her, but I, I think she's she's pretty badass. 
Uh, but the season will also have a new limited time mode called Control, which will be nine versus nine, which being that you can only have one of each different legend on a team will be interesting to see how they do it. But yeah, they haven't given a whole heap yet, but Mad Maggie, new limited time mode, new battle pass, heaps of new cool shit for Apex. Nice. And uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is rumoured to be launching on March 24, but because uh, someone spotted a PlayStation listing, but we'll... We'll wait and see on that one. Mm. The last bit I've just really realized I missed uh, is Watchfire. I did talk about uh, Witchfire, sorry. We did talk talk about this last week, that new info and a release date was coming or potentially coming. Uh, they did a, a bit of a... It's a pretty tasty drop of uh, info. Mm. Um, the thing that people wanted the most, the release date, so they didn't give an exact date, but they said early access Q4... 2022 now in the news piece that i did on the actual update um the big update coming i said i don't think it's going to come out in early access because it's not sort of their style and turns out i've got no idea uh so here it is early early access q4 um has anyone else looked at this at all i hadn't looked at it until you put out your original video uh video the original news piece saying that more news was coming the game looks really fucking cool and i didn't realize it, it had kind of like roguelike elements yeah. to it which so th- it it yeah i'm interested so this is the thing this game sort of started off as like a story driven first person shooter and then sort of moved into like a roguelike looter shooterish sort of game um because they talked about they're they're pretty good with updates but uh, and i'm sort of can't remember exactly but it was more like you know we're making this game we're a small team We've got to make something that is more than just because they made the vanishing of Ethan Carter. So it's like we've got to make something that's more than just four hours game time. Like a play it, put it down, never to touch again. We, you know, we need people to keep to, to you know keep coming back. So um, it sort of changed scope a little bit, and um, I'm a little bit less hyped for it now that it's got this sort of style. But it still looks real, like the world and the weapons and everything looks really fucking cool. So I'm definitely keen to. To, yeah, to check it sure. out. But they did say that uh, NFTs are of no interest to the team. Hey. Um, so, yeah. But this is like, the, this is the little, uh, little blurb thingy that they've got for the game now. So, armed with strange weapons and forbidden pagan magic, hunt a powerful witch holding the key to your salvation, which fires a dark fantasy roguelite shooter from the craze of Painkiller, Bulletstorm, and the Vanishing of Ethan Carter. And then they, they give a little bit more information on the story and that, and that here. Uh, officially, the church forbids anyone to experiment with witchfire, uh, also known as the devil's breath. Uh, there's only one deviation to that rule. Condemned prisoners who committed unforgivable sins in their lives are given a chance. Uh, sorry, given a choice. Die or enter hell or become a, a prayer and live in this earthly veil of tears forever, hunting witches to refuel the witchfire that keeps you alive. So, See, that sounds absolutely banging. Like, it sounds super metal and yeah. very fun. Like, if you look at the, like, um, some of the little quick footages that they've put up, it look, looks fucking cool. So, no, I'm keen. I'm keen. Um, but, yeah, the update was full of info. Um, and that's pretty much the news for this week. Uh, off topics, I've got nothing to share. So, anyone got anything? I s- what have we watched this week? I started watching Yellow Jackets. Yeah, I boy. I binged four episodes the other night. And he loves and it. I fucking love it. 
Ah, oh, I need to start it. That's yeah. all I'll say about it. What's it? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. the less said, the yeah. better. Good man. Give me a ten-second synopsis. <laughs> what is it? For fuck's no, sake, no. the less said, the better. The Tell less me said, the better. But I don't know. Like, what is it? I I don't know. Did you like Lost? Fuck no. Sorry. Oh well, it's about smoke feel- monsters, so that's yeah. Well, fuck. No, I didn't. I didn't. I feel like it delivers on the premise of Lost. Faster and more efficiently yeah. than Lost did. Yeah, that's a very valid way of putting it. Okay. All right. Like Lost, as much as I love it, it does drag its feet. Um, I have gotten about six episodes into a series on Stan called Station Eleven. No one's seen that. No. That's um, I suppose not a best-selling novel. It's quite stunning. It's got a it's got a very good cast of actors, and it's very well acted. It's a sci-fi drama about a flu pandemic. Like, this has just come out too, so it's very... It is uncomfortable to watch a flu pandemic that's mutated, wipes out 99.9% of the population. And you're you're following sort of... It's set across different time periods. So there's there's episodes that will be set, like, during the pandemic as it's happening, a couple of years into the pandemic, and then 20 years into the pandemic. And you're following these characters through different dramas on that journey. Um, and it's really well done, uh, but but very uncomfortable to watch. So mm. I've been loving that. Nice. Uh, this week, so tomorrow is Australia Day here, um, but tomorrow is also the release date of. I have forgotten the name of it, but Zac Efron's Australian movie, I think. Gold. Gold. Uh, which looks also on stand. Yeah, which looks fucking cool. So um, I might watch that. Um, before next week's potty, so he hasn't been in much for a while. He took a bit of a hiatus. Too busy just living Bondi. Yeah, he's living the dream, eh? That's yeah. It. Good on him. Good, Good on him. him. He's a big fan of the show. I'm um, I'm told so. Out there in I've Bondi. heard he used uh, her, he used uh, product code well shaved. He did. He did. It's a Zach thing. Um, <laughs> he was looking a hairy boy in Australia for a while. If you ever saw any shots of him wandering around, yeah, well, got to fix he grew that out up, his beard, and it suits him. All right. Um, so should we? Hey. Should we <laughs> up there? Yeah, absolutely. Th- Put a bow on it, mate. Thank you for making uh, to the end of this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. If you want to check out all the content we've got, uh, we've spoken about, you can go to www.well-played.com.au. Trying to think if there's anything that is up that you can check out don't think so i think it's been a pretty it's been pretty lean but it's about to heat up um over the next few weeks so uh keep uh hit and refresh every every now and again um if you do want to grab yourself uh some manscaping tools you can head to manscape.com use the code well pla- uh, well shaved sorry for 20 percent off um yeah have a good weekend um enjoy the heat if you're here in Melbourne and we shall see you next week thanks for listening bye bye for now. bye, bye.